Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here with caleb and tyler once again coming to to you from flowwood studio and we're going to talk about our new sweat track today so sweat track is something that uh, has been a supplemental program for a while now and uh, we have decided to move it into the class and give the class another option to do and so we're going to talk about that we shall talk about it it's been something i think we've well, we've tossed this around for a couple of years now, going from actually implementing a couple of years ago, actually having a sweat class that met at different times. We did that at a couple of our locations and then moving it to something that was an offering for people outside of the class. They could go to it on SugarWad and see that. Uh, and so I think this is something that now is the, I guess, the third variation of offering this, even though it's the exact same, it's been the same the whole time. Now I feel like we've really got it figured out to where it can impact the most people and do what we intended for it to do all along. Yes, backed by uh, popular demand. It's been a member favorite uh, for supplemental programming. I'm excited to see it as an everyday option. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the sweat track uh, specifics. So basically, a couple main points here. Number one, it is always an AMRAP. Okay, so basically, depending on what the workout of the day is, the intended stimulus, it's going to be an AMRAP uh, anywhere from typically 12 to 20 minutes. Um, so that's the first one. The second one is that it's always going to be unscored. So on SugarWad, uh, people are just going to put a check uh, if they completed it, and they'll also get a check uh, on the uh, whiteboard by their name on the days that they do it. Uh, third is uh on wednesdays and saturdays on partner workout days it's always an individual workout and then uh the fourth is that there's never going to be a prescribed weight so the the uh, athlete is always going to be able to pick a weight uh their coach can help them do that but they're definitely meant to be aerobic workouts workouts where you keep moving the whole time uh for the whole 12 to 20 minutes or whatever the case may be and then uh they're always going to be just another variation of the workout that we're doing in class so it's going to be um you know, similar to the workout in class, just maybe a little bit different. Uh, if we're doing snatches or, uh, cleans, it'll be with a dumbbell as opposed to a barbell. Um, so we'll be using mostly dumbbells and kettlebells as opposed to barbells. And, uh, generally just a workout that is, as meant to be an aerobic workout, functional movements, keep moving, just like you, just like the title says, get a sweat on. And, um, it's something that, uh, solves a couple of, uh, you know, things we've seen, uh, from different people, uh, holes in the program, 
uh, for certain people on certain days. And uh, that's something that we can talk a little bit more about on why we decided to move it and add it into the class. But we really feel like it it uh, plugs, uh, you know, a couple final holes in the program that, that we've seen uh, from uh, for certain people. The biggest thing that I've seen is that there's a lot of people who kind of mistakenly, and we've talked about this a lot, but there's a lot of um, tendency to overemphasize the intensity piece. And the reality is our members don't need intensity to an extent to where it negatively impacts their quality of life. Intensity is used to improve your quality of life and give you a stimulus that your body adapts to that's unique and different. But that doesn't mean it's got to be something that's the your exclusive avenue of fitness. And so I think for us, that's really the biggest when we talk about a whole is giving people the freedom to realize that you can still make a lot of progress without feeling the need to have an internal pressure that you've got to get into a really uncomfortable place in order to make progress. That's definitely a valuable tool. But for what we're what we're seeing is that um, people have the longevity Uh, They have longevity in their fitness when they're able to use intensity for a purpose, but also to balance that with sustainability and the ability to uh, come into the gym more consistently. And so trying to give people the educational, you know, the education, but also an actual action step to help them match um, what they're feeling and how they feel in a given week and some of the external things that are going on in their life that may change what they need from us as a as a community and us as coaches uh something i want to kind of backtrack to hunters you mentioned it'll always be an amrap and that's something that whenever you kind of were talking to us about this at first i thought was really interesting really awesome because you know we do program amraps as our you know class you know fitness performance competition track workouts but um, i'm just interested to hear your thoughts on um doing sweat track amrap on days that we have an AMRAP and maybe the idea of how someone can go about deciding whether or not um, they want to do, say, the 20-minute class fitness AMRAP versus maybe just the 20-minute uh, sweat AMRAP and kind of where that distinction lies. Um, so first off, the reason why we're doing the AMRAP is because there is a lot of um, anxiety that comes with uh, a lot of people not wanting to be the last person to finish in class. And that's something that, you know, we have come to learn over the years that there are a lot of people who don't want to come to the gym on a day when they don't think they're going to do well in the workout, not because it's going to be hard, but because they don't want to be the last one to finish. And so uh, creating something that, you know, we've seen over the years, the AMRAP days are almost always the most attended days. And it's a great way for everybody to go through the same workout and obviously some people will get more rounds than others but everybody will be finished in the same time so everybody walks right away feeling oh we all did the same you know we're all in this together whereas opposed to you know some people like i i some days i like being the last person to finish because you know then everybody's watching cheering you on it's pretty fun but for other people that that is something that is terrifying to them them yeah they don't want (laughs) you know a lot of people will say i don't want to work out there because I don't want other people watching me. And that's something that, um, we, uh, have a lot of empathy for. And so we wanted to create an opportunity for those people on those days when they're, um, worried about being the last person finished. Well, 
let's do an AMRAP so that you can you can finish with the, at the same amount of time everybody else is going to finish. And then it also allows you to control your intensity a little bit more. So, um, you know, we talk about r- intensity as a relatively high intensity. And the relative is extremely important because every day uh, your intensity level is going to be relative to how you feel on that given day. So everybody um, has a, a way that they feel um, depending on what the, how the day is going, how they slept the night before, how much stress they had at work, what their kids got going on today. You know, some there's some days where your head's just not there and you don't have a lot of intensity to give. And that intensity for that day might be relatively low compared to your maximal intensity. But on those days, we want people still to come to the gym and work out because we know that ultimately the goal is to come to the gym as often as you can. And if you can come 200 to 250 times a year, you're going to get in the best shape of your life. It doesn't matter whether every single day is an all-out effort. And reality is some days don't need to be an all-out effort. They need to be an effort that's sustainable to keep you coming back. And so that's where that comes in. Now, you know, on the days where everybody's doing an AMRAP, it's another option. It's an option where there's no stress of I'm, I don't feel like having a score, so I'm not going to put a score up on the board. Or they don't have to pick their weight. They can... Um, do maybe it's hand cleans and they can use a dumbbell as opposed to the barbell or, you know, snatch is another one that brings a lot of anxiety because it's a very technical movement. And so we make it uh, dumbbell snatch to, to, to bring the skill level down to make it more accessible. And so ultimately the goal is to make the class workout as accessible as a, as possible to as many people as possible, because we know that the more they come, the more they come, the more they're going to get the more progress they're going to get. And then also if they're coming consistently on the days when they would normally feel like coming because of the given movements, maybe there's a day where they feel like, you know what, today's the day I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try um, to do uh, the pull-ups and the workout today, even though I might finish last because I have developed the confidence of coming consistently over a long period of time. Yeah. Accessibility. I think that's the word that would definitely best describe that intention. And I, I love to hear that. And Whenever, um, you know, it was actually this morning um, in one of my classes this morning, um, I was briefing the sweat track, um, which today is an AMRAP and the sweat track was an AMRAP. And uh, something, someone actually brought up um, in, in the class and said, well, what's the difference um, between that and just a participation trophy? And I kind of sat there and I said, well, you know, in the, at the end of the day, like fitness itself, if you are showing up and participating, you are getting what you need out of your workout if it's programmed correctly for what you're doing and so that accessibility for someone who really like the toughest thing for them is walking in the door then congratulations like you just did the hardest thing that you could probably do um and i love it when um you know like people bring those kind of questions up in front of the group because in the end of the day like yeah it is about participating but you're participating in fitness um i think that those types of questions and this something i kind of want to dig into is some people have said those type of things well we're here to compete and that's what we loved about to compete well yeah you are here for that but for other people just showing up is a win because it's really hard just for them to walk through the door and realizing if you don't want to do the sweat track then don't do the sweat track it's not for you but there are i promise you there's a lot of people that it is for and we've already seen a lot of people who have been doing the sweat workouts and have said thank you so much for this um it it's it's a great option for me on certain days when i don't 
um, feel like pushing myself to the limit and having my score up on the board, or they don't feel like they have to hide their results on SugarWide um, or you know change the settings so nobody can see the results because they don't want other people to do it. And the reality is you have to understand that everybody's at a different place and um, we are trying to, to bring empathy and understand and meet people where they're at because ultimately our goal is to help as many people as possible. And the amount of people that want to come in and um, do a workout for time every single day, there's a lot of them and we are going to give them an opportunity, but there's way more of them that just showing up to the gym four days a week is a struggle in and of itself and anything we can do to help them come in and get a great workout. Um, because even we know even them coming in and doing a sweat track workout is going to be a much better option than a lot of the other options they have uh, for working out. So um, it, we, go ahead. Yeah, no, we, I think for a lot of, a lot of people, it's important to hear us talk about this because our goal is to impact a million people, not to have a small community of all the people in this part of town that really love to do one specific aspect of fitness. And so to truly have like a balanced view of fitness is also to incorporate the reality that other people have different goals and other people are at different parts of the journey than, than one specific individual. And so I think that's the one downside of, uh, especially with you look at like CrossFit in general, t it tends to attract um, and, you know, we have have so many years of experience in CrossFit and seeing other gyms and dropping in and hearing other people's experiences before they came to Coyote Fitness at being at a, at a normal CrossFit gym. And I think what ends up happening is that people, one type of person tends to gravitate towards that place. And what we're trying to do is create diversity that attracts a lot of different types of people at a lot of different stages of their fitness who are a lot of different sizes and a lot of different ages. And when you start to do that, you realize there is fitness is a really big thing. And so the more people that we can bring fitness to and meet them where they're at, the more people we're going to be able to impact in our community. And um, so I think it is it's just and you've said this before, Hunter, it's more so adding one small piece to the puzzle than to give people a replacement for something. It's not saying that one thing is not good and we need to change it. It's just saying, hey, we found a little sliver of, uh, and maybe even a big sliver, if you think about it in terms of your community. I think it's a big sliver. We found a huge sliver of the population who could drastically improve their quality of life, and we could give that to them in this really easy and very low barrier to entry. And for us, that is a huge win. There's a couple of, of things that um, almost 10 years of doing this, the perspective I've gained is um, number one, starting out when we opened up Coyote, I was big into competing. Competing was extremely important to me. Most of the first members were into competing and that was what was the most important thing was we need to be setting PRs, we need to be getting stronger, we need to be going and dominating these local competitions, we need to be going to Pensacola Beach Brawl and getting people on the podium. We need to be sending people to regionals. That was our focus and we were extremely good at it we did did all those things but over the years what i saw over and over and over and over again was the emphasis for people who ultimately they joined because they wanted to see their abs or get in better shape they see well i want to um, do what they're doing so i'm going to start competing well then they start doing way more than they should be doing and then it's burnout 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 
drop, drop, drop. And just looking back over the years of all the former members who did way too much in a short amount of time and got burnt out and quit and left and looking at them and saying, I failed these people because I did not have the option for them to do something that was sustainable. That's what ultimately this is about because we, in order for us to help people, we have to provide them an option, something that they can do for years and years and years and over a lifetime, not something that they're going to go a hundred miles an hour for a year or two years and then get burnt out and stop coming. There may be a, a, a phase in people's lives where they want to do that. And that's great. We will provide that. We have a competition track for people that's designed to help people succeed and compete and dominate local competitions and dominate in the open and that type of thing. It's not a, a track that's going to get people to the games. There's other programs for that. But, and I always tell people, if you want to make it to the games, it's got to be a full-time job. You got to be spending all your off time doing recovery and that type of thing. And you're going to be training three to four hours a day. If that's not something you can commit to, you don't need to be trying to do that type of thing. Our competition program is designed to help people compete and still, you know, have a normal job and have kids and that type of thing. And that's what it's designed for. Um, and so we're trying to help those people, but also maybe they compete and they do it and it's fun. You know, I've done over 50 competitions in my life. I've counted out. I don't have any interest in competing anymore. I don't, I'm, I, I'm just past that point in my life, but I still, I'm 37 years old. I still need to work out. I still want to do constantly a very functional movement at relatively high intensity. There needs to be an option for me. And there's some days that I don't sleep good and I don't feel like pushing myself and putting a score up on the board. I want to get a good workout in and move on with my day. And that's, it's for me just as much as it's for anybody else. And I've been the biggest competitor, um, of anybody, uh, over the years, I've done it for 10 years. And so that's, that's, um, something that, um, I talk about a lot is that we want to help people no matter where they're at. And then the other thing too, is it doesn't take anything away from anything else. It's an addition. It doesn't take away from, the fitness performance competition track. It doesn't take away from if you want to come in and, and try to be top of the board. You can come in and be top of the board. That's still there. This is just another option for people um, um, to be able to do. And then the second point I was going to make is over the years, I have seen so many people say, I would come, but I'm intimidated. I'm scared. I don't want to do that. That looks really hard. And we are not helping those people because we can't get them to come even come in the door. And this is an opportunity for us to get those people to come in the door and do a better workout than they would do anywhere else. Even though they might not be putting a score up on the board, it's still a win. It's not a participation trophy because they are coming in and doing something that's hard that they were intimidated and scared to do beforehand. And the win is coming consistently. And if they can come 200 or 250 times a year, it's not about, being first place on the leaderboard, it's about changing, changing their quality of life and, um, lowering their body fat and helping them fight chronic disease and helping them live longer to spend time with their grandkids. It's about that. It's not about who was the fastest in the workout on a given day. The other day we had a four thirty class that had seven couples in it, husband and wife couples. And something like that, I don't think anyone else is really paying attention to, but one of our other coaches came up to me and was just like, hey, this is really cool. There's like seven couples in here. And I looked around and I was like, that is what I think we're trying to do is to have a opportunity for people, not just the person in the relationship who's super competitive 
and then the other person doesn't have a place, so they have to go and try to figure something else out, or they have to go to a, a program that we don't believe is the best place for them and what their goals are. And so what we're trying to do is help create a place that gives options to all varieties of different mindsets around fitness. And so like you're talking about, the competitive mindset, of course, naturally, they're going to gravitate towards a really measurable form of fitness. But I think providing an outlet for people that aren't wired that way to also get the same quality of movement, the same the same functionality from the movements that they're doing, it's not, oh, the competitive person comes to Coyote and then the non-competitive person goes to a boot camp and and bounces around for 45 minutes every day because that's the only option for them. And so I think for, for us to try to provide what we know is beneficial for people at a different scale is the mission of all, should be the mission of all gyms. Another um, thing too that we've seen is we got the 50 workout challenge coming going on right now and people are coming an extra one or two days a week than they normally have been. And now they're starting to get really sore um, because they're bumping up um, the amount of times they're working out and when they're really sore and they don't feel like working out, the most important thing for them to do is come in and do the mobility, do the stretching, do the warm up, and they can do a workout at the intensity, intensity they have to give on that day without worrying about, oh, I'm going to be in last place on the workout because I'm beat up from coming three times a day. So instead of saying, you know what, I'm just not going to go today and I'll come back tomorrow. No, come today and get the benefits of the class and get moving and help with the soreness and moving around without the mental stress of how I'm not going to do very good on this workout today because I'm so beat up. Yeah. I don't want to miss uh, something that you mentioned earlier that um, we were talking about um, outside uh, before this on the podcast, but that whole idea of coming in that extra fourth or fifth day is so important. I had someone um, tell me in class the other day that like, man, I really feel like I need an active recovery day. I was just going to go on a walk, but now I can actually come to the gym and see everyone without the fear of like being even more sore tomorrow. So I can't do the workout tomorrow. Uh, so I think that's a really good way to set people up for getting that greatest adaptation, that fourth, that fifth day going in range of motion on a recovery day can be the most important part of the recovery day, but everybody goes on their recovery day and what do they do? They go over on the trail and they run and you know, they have a very small range of motion. Every single person who goes over and jogs two, three miles, they get done and they're probably more tight than when they started. Um, and again, it's just that emphasis on the 12 minute of the AMRAP as opposed to the 48 minutes of the foam roll, the mobility, the warm up where you really focus on good technique and you're very mindful of your body's position and the cool down. And so I think those types of things, the more we emphasize those things, um, and by doing it, by adding this track, it again reminds people that you're not, you know, it's not 99% on your score on the AMRAP and 1% of the other things. It's, having like a full picture of a 60 minutes and why each of those aspects is important and why you still can get 90% of the way there and just adjust the stimulus and also maximize your recovery because of that. And the competition aspect is still always going to be there. And it's something that <clears throat> we all love about this type of training. And that's something that we fell in love with. And it's something that is always going to be an option every single day. You know, it's never not going to be an option. Coyote will never not do workouts for time, not do, not have a leaderboard because that's part of life. And I'm such a big believer in, you know, learning 
uh, how to compete in a healthy way and learning how to own your results in a healthy way inside the gym because it translates so strongly outside the gym. But it's also a way for us to attract a lot more people who can benefit so greatly for that if we can just get them in the door into a, a, a type of workout that's going to be um, less intimidating for them, then they start to realize, man, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe I am going to try to do a fitness workout today and do it for time and see what happens. I, I have been doing a lot of these. Maybe I think I can do good on this. Maybe I'm going to dip my toe in the water. But we want to be able to help um, more and more people dip their toe in the water and then also give more and more people an option um, on days when they want a mental break because life is hard. And there's, you know, we have members that have been coming for almost 10 years now. And s some of those members are the first ones coming to say, I'm really excited about this sweat track because they've been doing it for 10 years. They realize that there's some days that I just don't have the mental capacity to give my all. And I, I don't want to put my score out there. I want to just go through the motions and get a good aerobic workout in and move on with the rest of my day. And there are other days when I feel like, and I'm going to go hundred percent and try to kill this workout. And we want everybody to have those op opportunities. But I know that this is going to be a great thing because we've already, you know, this is our first week of doing it. And I've already had a lot of people stopping me and say, I've really enjoyed, I did the sweat track. I really enjoyed it. Or my daughter did the sweat track yesterday. It was great for her. You know, there's a lot of different people at a lot of different levels. There's a lot of people that struggle with certain movements or whatever the case may be that this is going to give more access to. And ultimately that's what it's about because, um, you know, we talk about, you know, we're in Mississippi. We have a heart for Mississippi. We want to have an impact on as many people as we can. Well, the obesity numbers keep coming up, going up every single year. They tick up another percent, another percent. We're still in last place in the country. We want, we want to have an impact on that and we're never going to have a huge impact on it. Um, if we're not able to convince more and more people to dip their toe in the water into, into coyote fitness because of what, um, the benefits they're going to get out of it. Yeah. I want to, um, I want to make a note, uh, you know, I've really, uh, I like to keep up with, I guess you could say like the, the CrossFit industry, um, the fitness industry, whatever you want to describe it as. Um, and I think Hunter, you sent me this on Instagram and we were kind of talking about it and I don't know if we're wanting to, to, to drop names, but let's just say a certain, uh, CrossFit games, uh, ch multiple times champion, uh, runs a certain programming that now is offering a sweat track. And it just, I love the validation of seeing someone who is on the other side of the country that has completely gone from the competition lifestyle to now coaching and creating programming, do something that is exactly what we're establishing here. Technically after just saying, <laughs> um, we, you know, you started programming this, but I loved I love that little sense of validation that like whenever you you know you send that and then it's like oh you know like the world's starting to get it like I want people to get it and it is knowing that showing up is half the battle sometimes even more and so that gives you just opportunity to to see that the difference in that and I, I think I know what you're talking about is that's on like a particular machine where you do the same machine every single day and what we're still the sweat track is still constantly varied functional movement, relatively high intensity. It's based around functional movement every single day. There's going to be weights. There's going to be focused on building muscle. It's just going to be a different variation of that type of workout. And that's what we believe in. And that's what we're always going to do. We will never get away from that. We will never get into something where you're doing the same thing every single day, just changing up the times time domain or the rep scheme. It's always going to be constantly varied. Um, 
planned and structured, but constantly varied. It's always going to be functional movements. Everything is going to be based around that. It's just a different spin on that specific thing because we know that this methodology is the best methodology out there. We've seen it work over and over and over again and work tremendously. And so uh, if we know that it works, if we know it's the best thing out there, it's our moral obligation to get as many people as we can to do it because if we're not, we're, we're not helping them. They're going to be doing something that we know can't, can't help them reach their goals as best we can. And just, I talked about it earlier, but looking back on so many former Coyote members and where they're at now, I, we failed them because we couldn't keep them in the door. And I want them to, you know, I want to keep that from happening. I want people to be here for 10, 15, 20 years because I know how beneficial it is. I see my, my parents who are, you know, I see people in their sixties who are still living at a high level, still able to function, still able to uh, do so many things, play with their grandkids, do the things that are important to them because of this type of training, live longer, extend their life. And if we are causing people to burn out after a year or two, then we're doing them a disservice because we've cost them, you know, the 10, 20, 30 years of fitness and health that they could have gotten working out at Coyote. That's going to impact them for the rest of their lives and increase their quality of life and extend their lives. And so I you know, that's something, like I said, we want to change so we can help those people and keep them coming back consistently for years and years and years because we know we have the moral obligation um to to help them there's there's just simply put there's just way too much emphasis on pushing yourself to a 99 percent effort versus what you can do at a place that is slightly more comfortable but infinitely more recoverable if that makes sense for where people are at. And so what we're talking about is reaching a group of people whose barrier, we're lowering the barrier to entry and giving them something that isn't quite as intimidating, but then we're also giving them an opportunity to recognize that there's freedom to not put yourself in a situation where it's do or die. And that stress is, um, is just not necessary to make, to get yourself 99% of the way there. We still believe that there's a 1% area where everyone can improve by every once in a while pushing themselves beyond what they think they're capable of. And there's so much value in that. But at the same time, I think we put in a lot of times the, the fitness community that we've run in for a long time has put a little bit too much of an emphasis on um, the, the pukey, the clown side of things versus the, Hey, let's, let's just be able to walk around when you finish the workout and high five somebody and say, great job and walk out and hop in the car and be ready to roll. And so there's that aspect of it. The other side of it that we would be, uh, that it would be a shame not to mention is to talk about the, the nutritional side of what we're helping people and educating people towards is recognizing that most of the people who come in the door are going to be so much drastically, who are going to be, um, infinitely more affected by an approach to their nutrition that gives them the freedom to um, to not feel like they've got to come in and outwork their nutrition, but giving them a well-rounded view of their fitness that allows them to achieve the body composition results they want. And then that's going to take so much less pressure off of what they feel like they have to do in the gym. They're going to be able to come in with a lot more freedom to say, hey, I'm doing a sweat track today. I know my nutrition is dialed in. So I don't feel this pressure to have to go and do the most that my body can possibly do today in this workout. And so by helping educate people along those lines, it gives them a lot more freedom when it comes to their fitness. And in the end, we've seen that snowball into this really great combination of recovery 
and fitness? Uh, man, that's great dis- discussion, guys. Um, we could talk all day about this, and we would love to talk to people. If you got any questions about it, we would love to talk to you. Um, before we move on, I just want to wrap up with a couple of things. Number one, if you are one of those people that's like, why, why are you, why are you guys doing this? You know, um, I would encourage you to think. You know, if it it's not for you, if you if you feel that way, don't do it. It's it it doesn't take away from anything else. Um, but have empathy for the other people that it is for, because there are a lot of people that it is for. There are a lot of people that this is taking a huge stressor off of their backs of being stressed about. Um, certain things on a given day of the workout and making them feel free to come more often. And it's also um, a a huge um, win for, you know, the couples who have been able to unable to get their spouse to come to the gym who are saying, I I, I think, I think he or she is going to come join now because they're, they're going to really enjoy this and this is a great opportunity. Um, So keep that in mind, you know, think about not everybody is in the same place with their fitness journey. There's a lot of people who are in different, different spots than, um, the, what you would typically consider, um, a CrossFit type person is, and we want to help those people as well. And also there's people that have been doing this for a really long time who some days they want to do it without the stress of having a score. And so that's for them as well. And then, uh, the other thing too, is if you're not a Coyote member, and we know there's a lot of people that listen to this that aren't Coyote members, shout out to you guys. Um, th- it's, it's okay, um, to have an option to, uh, not be attached to your score every day. You know, that's something that I had, it took me years to learn to be okay with getting a score that, I, that wasn't on the top of the leaderboard because I knew it was checking the box for me. Um, ultimately why I work out now is to improve my quality of life, help me feel good, help, help my work, help me at home, stress relief, build muscle, be healthy, that type of stuff. Um, all those things don't have anything to do with having the top score on the, on the board today. And so it took me a really, it took me years and years and years to be okay with putting up a score that I, 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 that wasn't the top of the leaderboard. And there's a lot of people that are still on that journey of being comfortable with putting up a score that they don't feel like um, is representative of where their fitness level is because whatever the case may be, they didn't perform as good as they thought they should that day. And we want people to ultimately get to that point, but everybody's on their own journey. And so um, if you're one of those people that's listening and outside of Coyote Fitness, it's okay to not um, have your best score every single day. And we encourage you to realize that, you know, some days it's okay to do a workout, get a good sweat on, feel good about yourself and leave. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to the, uh, to the next segment outside the box. So, um, Caleb has a nice tan today, so, um, we can let him you go first. talk about outside the box. I don't want to rub it in guys. It's um, almost November and Caleb looks I like it's f- June. <laughs> I finally got outside the box. <laughs> I feel like you said that last time, too. Yeah, it was only a couple months ago. I try to stack the vacations pretty close together. How uh, was unlike your... Tyler, who takes his all in January. Taylor yeah. uses, <laughs> Tyler uses his vacation days by February. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I mean, it is what it he's is. He's like, man. they're, they're going to forget by hunting season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long time in between. You know? I caught uh, Tyler in here trying to erase a couple of his check marks by his vacation <laughs> days. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, kidding. I'm just kidding. Tyler would never do such. No, I just shift them. I don't really erase <laughs> them. <laughs> uh, no, we went outside the box. We went to the beach. We went to Florida. We had a great time. We ate a lot. We did some um, just kind of, I mean, one thing that was cool, we rode bikes for a day and rode uh, the beach cruisers, which are really tough. They're, they give the assault bike a run for their money. Um, but no, we had a great time. The weather was perfect. 
it got a little bit cold the last day and um but we just i mean it was a a good unwind before the last of the year as we've talked about 50 workout we've got beach body challenge going on um we've got some new coaches that we've that are you know that we're still continuing to train and we're just working to push to the end of the year and finish strong and so uh it was great to get away for three four days and um now we're ready to roll for the year so nothing of note it was just a typical beach trip key lime pie lots of food and uh that's it got to have it so uh we uh my wife and i went out to eat this week for my birthday at a new italian restaurant in uh, Ridgeland uh, called Enzo. And uh, I just want to recommend to eat authentic Italian food whenever you get the opportunity. Is it authentic? They have some options uh, that are authentic Italian because the guy uh, lived in Italy and worked in Italy for a while. So they still had the, you know, the typical Americanized Italian on the menu, but they also have some Italian options as well. So I just love Mediterranean food. Um, I, I love a good... Um, charcuterie board um and aperitivo you know meat and cheese and olives and uh bread I mean, above you, our pay grade you, now you can't he can't you can't beat that speaking fancy words <laughs> yeah that's that's what it, that's what it is in uh, italy so i would highly recommend eating some authentic italian food if you get the opportunity cool so uh, is that outside the box mm-hmm. and your recommends do we just use up just two for one i'm not going to use a recommend on food like you guys do so I'm gonna, <laughs> i got another recommend could but have been three in a that's row my there. outside the box yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um this is cool so my mother and my grandmother share the same birthday um and my grandmother just turned 95 shout out uh so i'm hoping i got that blood what's running, the name running. what do you call her uh just i call her grandmother uh but her name classic her name is maxine uh maxine thompson and she was telling us about her time she was born right around uh kind of the and she was a depression child um and so it's so cool listening to someone who um is almost a century year old talk about you know the things that they've learned over time and i asked her i didn't ask her what the key to to growing old was but i was like what's what's really kept you like moving forward and uh she looked at me and then she put her uh, hearing aids in and said, what'd you say? Uh, so, you know, something that, something that I got from that was, you know, you can, you can turn the hearing aids off every now and then you might be a little happier and, and live longer. That's uh, so it was, a, it was, a, it was a good thing to share cake with a 95 year old woman, you know, and, and she, uh, she's the staple piece in our family. So it's cool. Uh, anytime we get to celebrate her, we, we do. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Good, 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 wholesome content That's there, right. Tyler. That's right. Uh, all right, uh, we'll finish with recommends. I'll start. Um, uh, <clears throat> I've recommended Ryan Holiday so many times on here, but um, Courage is Calling is a, a book that came out of his last year, and it is first of a four-part Stoic uh, series he does, and it's along the lines of you know obstacles away and ego's enemy that type of thing. I just love the way he writes. I love the way he mixes in history and gives historical examples for his points. And um, they're always so well-researched and so easy to read and just so impactful. So I would highly recommend Ryan Holiday, uh, Courage is Calling to anyone. It's a, you know, it's a easy, fast, awesome, awesome read. Uh, I'm going to recommend a podcast. It's a series that Men and Blazers does, um, but as we come up to the world cup and start to kind of shift from football to football 
this is kind of my this is what I'm uh I think I'm going to try to start to um educate myself a little bit more on and getting ready and try to help kind of learn about some of the teams that have qualified for this World Cup but the big thing with this World Cup is that Qatar is hosting it and it was um it was something that everyone knows that bribery occurred to get it there. It was a country that had to build eight stadiums just to be able to host it and has has a terrible human rights record, including, I don't know if it's in the thousands. I, I believe it's somewhere in the six to 7,000 people have died um, from the labor conditions in trying to prepare over the last 12 years to get ready for them to host the World Cup. And so uh, anyway, there's a series that digs into it. It's called World Corrupt. Um, by Men and Blazers. Look it up. It's a six-part series. There's two parts that have already um, have already aired. I think it's every Tuesday. So uh, anyway, if you guys are interested, World Cup's coming up in a couple weeks, and uh, this kind of dives into all the uh, corruption that occurred to get mm. the World Cup to a country that was not prepared for it and also has such a terrible human rights record and how that possibly happened. So it's a, it's an interesting listen. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> You got to add in. A yeah, little. it was definitely <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, um, I am actually going to recommend an action item. So uh, I've recently started journaling in my evenings. So that's something that uh, I have taken in the evenings. In the evenings, yes. Good for you. Um, you know, after dinner uh, recently has been uh, chamomile tea and either a book to read or something to journal if I'm feeling up to it. So I'm not trying to make it a forced habit, but just uh, maybe, you know, a couple times a week instead of reading before bed, I'm just writing my thoughts and maybe some things that I experienced throughout the day uh, down. So if you ever uh, want to get into journaling um, or being a little more mindful of your thoughts and actions, that's something I've started doing in the last week or so. Um, so I'm pretty new to it, but uh it's it's been very insightful it's very enjoyable good way to unwind if you don't like to necessarily read or want to watch a show maybe just think about jotting down some thoughts well there you have it those pretty good uh recommends there guys all right well uh that's it for this week uh thanks for tuning in guys and we will see you next time Silky smooth sounds.